Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic comes from the Washington Examiner. An article is titled, Birds, Balloons, or UFO, What Violated D.C. Airspace? Now this is a story that kind of seems to have literally slipped under the radar a little bit last week when um, there was a bit of a a bit of a hubbub with an occurrence that happened over the Capitol in Washington, D.C., where they literally scrambled jets and helicopters. They, they uh, thought that there was some kind of uh, an invasion of the airspace. And they weren't taking this lightly. They were actually taking this pretty seriously. In this article by Tom Rogan goes into it and says, An extremely compelling unidentified flying object incident occurred over Washington, D.C. in 1952. Did another UFO pay a visit to D.C. on Tuesday? Voice says probably not, but it is a possibility, seriously. First, the facts. An intruding radar contact entered the National Capital Region Air Defense Area at about 8.30 a.m. on Tuesday. The contact was taken very seriously. The White House and Capitol were locked down, and both fighter jets and a helicopter were scrambled to investigate. NORAD first identified the the contact as a plane, then deleted the associated tweet. Authorities now say the alert was a false alarm. But what was the contact? Now, I just have to interject here that you would think that since 9-11 and the tragedy that happened there, that the government would have made some kind of improvement with the radar system where we would know whether or not an object was incoming into uh, an airspace that, like like this that needs to be protected. I mean, we're talking about the U.S. Capitol, for crying out loud. You would hope that they would have had some kind of radar set up where we could definitively say whether or not an object, or I guess as the Navy likes to call them now, a UAP, entered a protected airspace. The article goes on and says, Capitol Police told CNN that the big, slow-moving blob of something might have been birds. Gary Andrews, president of a leading bird detection radar manufacturer, Detect Inc., told me that birds might indeed have been the culprit because the government radars may not have bird suppression algorithms. He pointed to a recent bird-related false alarm in South Korea. Alternatively, WTOP's national security correspondent said it might have been a Mylar balloon. Fox News reported... Government sources say the contact was hoovering, at least temporarily. Now, that really doesn't sound like a flock of birds. I mean, if you watch a flock of birds, you'll see those things. They move back and forth, back and forth. I don't imagine them hovering there. But we hear reports of UFOs hovering all the time. An anomaly, an anomaly is unlikely considering the contact's sustained track but not just because of the hoovering report. I'm unconvinced that this was birds or a balloon. 
First off, there are, the, this is the, uh, the article continuing. First off, the Capital Defense Area is the nation's most tightly monitored region. The, con the contact entered at least the 30-mile outer ring of the Air Defense Area. That's about all we know. NORAD referenced operational security concerns to ignore my questions as to the contact's origin, speed, track path, dissipation, loss of track point, and whether it hoovered. But the lockdown suggests the contact either entered the Capitol Air Defense Area's 15-mile inner ring or got close to it. Now, considering a little something named Sentinel, Sentinel is the Army radar deployed to protect the government's inner sanctum, the White House, Congress, and the Pentagon. Upgraded in recent years to include a tracking of small ground-launched munitions, the platform is world. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Leading. Sentinel utilizes an extremely advanced X-band radar system predisposed to discriminating individual birds, balloons, and weather from planes or drones. Birds flying in and out of the D.C. air defense area all day long, every day. But Tuesday's alert was very rare. I cannot find a similar incident since someone decided to fly a gyrocopter up to the Capitol complex in 2015. The author continues, The rarity speaks to a key point. The rarity... The radar operators utilizing Sentinel and other platforms are very good at discriminating birds. Geese flocks are always flying in Washington's airspace, and balloons and separating radar contact merges where a group of contacts appears one. Tuesday's contact obviously concerned commanders enough that they launched multiple interceptor aircraft, and the Secret Service locked down the White House. Was that because the track showed apparent purposes in flight toward critical facilities? Yes, perhaps it was birds or a balloon. But if not, what was it? Well, ponder this. We do know that intelligently operated machine-based UFOs not belonging to the U.S., China, or Russia are now being tracked globally. Okay, I want you to stop back and just listen to what this author says here. I want to repeat it one more time. He says, well, ponder this. We do know that intelligently operated machine-based UFOs not belonging to the U.S., China, or Russia are now being tracked globally. These invisibility-capable UFOs can travel at hypersonic speeds in the air and hundreds of knots underwater and often show a spatial interest in sensitive government facilities, an interest that is increasingly being reciprocated. And yes, they can hoover. Now he said a lot there. He said that UFOs are being tracked. Okay. And he's also said that these things can travel at hundreds of knots underwater. That's not even remotely possible for anything that may be a, other than a torpedo <laughs> that's man-made. 
He goes on and says, Makes you wonder what they might have been on Tuesday, doesn't it? Was it birds or something extraterrestrial? Well, I would have to agree with this article, and it's from uh, the WashingtonExaminer.com by Tom Rogan. You can go read it. Very well done. I would have to say that it does make you wonder. I would also point out something a little uh, somewhat related. Uh, there's an article floating around line about a Navy, I believe, Navy project called Nemesis. And basically what, what this is amount to is it's a radar program by which the military can create false radar blips on the radar screen so that, it, so that to confuse the enemy. And I read the article. I'm not going to read it here today online. You can go look it up. But if I had to make a snap judgment of what I thought this thing was, it almost looks to me like more disinformation. Not that I doubt the program exists, because I'm sure it does. But just the fact that they've released this statement about this Nemesis project, and they've released it in conjunction with uh, the UFO videos. And they point out in the article about how the military, the Navy, is trying to change the narrative and telling their uh, enlisted guys to not refer to these things as UFOs, but to refer to them as UAPs. They kind of want to get control of the narrative here. And it almost seems as though they're interjecting this this into the zeitgeist, the, this new narrative that UFOs are real. They're putting this nemesis project out there to say, hey, maybe what those pilots saw actually was our own Navy creating false radar signals. Now, I cannot... I cannot go along with this for that reason. And we have very specific video, or very specific eyewitness accounts from the pilots where they talk about seeing actual objects with what looks like landing gear protruding, protruding down for them. So I do not believe that the Nimitz uh, video, the one that Tom DeLong has distributed, I do not believe that, is a, that, that that is a falsely created radar signal by this Nemesis project. I just want to put that out there. It seems like every time there is anything that comes close to disclosure, then we are bombarded with uh, more information to basically cloud the waters and to get rid of the transparency that we think we've come across. So we have that going on, but at the same time, as I said, here's this article from the Washington Examiner dated November 27, 2019 by Tom Rogan, entitled Birds, Balloons, or a UFO, what violated D.C. airspace. And as you can see in the article, there clearly was a violation of the airspace. And they've pretty much ruled out that it was balloons or birds or, or anything like that. Something was there. It was hovering over the Capitol. And people were concerned enough that they put the Capitol on lockdown that they scrambled a couple of jets and a helicopter. So they can deny these things are real. They can put their head in the sand. They can try to blind. They can try to blame the sightings on everything from swamp gas to secret government projects. They can even change what we call them from objects to phenomenon. But whatever they are, they seem to be showing up more often, and they seem to be showing up in places where a lot of people can see them. And it's almost as if they are presenting a challenge to our military and to our heads of state. Something to think about on this Thanksgiving. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.